Do you have an appetite for adventure, a friendly personality, and boundless enthusiasm? Well, you can be a goodwill ambassador through radio and television appearances, newspaper interviews, grocery store and military visits, and charity functions. Do you want to meet and greet people from coast to coast? Do you want to work in your own traveling public relations firm, organizing promotions and pitching TV, radio, and print media? If the answer is yes, you could qualify to be an official Oscar Meyer hot dogger. Yes, you could drive around the country in the Oscar Meyer Mobile. How much fun would that be? Actually, that sounds fun. You got to be excited all the time. The position, you get clothes. Uh, you, they, they, you get to drive around in the Oscar Mayer Mobile. Have you ever seen that? Have you ever been pulled you know, at a place where the Oscar Mayer Mobile is? Really cool. Uh, I don't know why it is. I don't know why it's so exciting to see that thing driving down the road, but it just is. It just is. And I bet, I bet that you get to travel the country and all you're going to be doing is singing this. My baloney has a first name. It's O-S-C-A-R. My baloney has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. Oh, I love to eat it every day. And if you ask me why, I'll say. Cause Oscar Mayer has a way with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Think about it. All right, I don't want to get too political, but that particular job, if you're looking for a gig, you happen to be out of work as a government worker, uh, that's a good gig to start. You can get on the road with the Oscar Mayer Mobile. Uh, also in Tennessee, uh, a strip club uh, actively seeking to employ furloughed government workers. Hello? Offering jobs to federal government workers, uh, the Deja Vu Showgirls of Nashville. There were jobs for workers who have been without a paycheck for weeks. Now you're hosting, security staff, and waiting positions. Now, I'm guessing that if you're worthy and feel up to it, you can take the stage too. But they're not telling you you have to. You get a decent hourly wage plus tips. I mean, it's a good gig. And, I mean, really, between you and me? After a while, once you're there, you get used to the scenery. <laughs> you know, when you first walk in, you might say to yourself, ooh, that was a little rough on the stage. Couple days, waiting tables. You can't wait for her to walk back out on that stage. Now, speaking of uh, people commenting about uh, the government shutdown, um, can we, can we please, if I went to the Lady Gaga show, and I, I would, I mean, if I was in Vegas and Lady Gaga has her residency uh, in Vegas and somebody said, hey, we got tickets to the Gaga show, I would go. Heartbeat. Love to see her. But if she, while I was there, did what she did the other night, paused during her performance of her show Million Reasons, saying, 
if that effing president of the United States was please put our government back, there are people who live paycheck to paycheck and need their money. Now, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but it isn't the effing president of the United States that's doing it, lady. And then she took off after Mike Pence and started firing at wife Karen and to Mike Pence, who thinks it's acceptable that his wife works at a school that bans LGBTQ, you're wrong. And she went on. I don't even want to read what she said because it's agonizing. And it was just going to make me more angry. And I know I try to <sighs> try very hard not to make this program political. It's chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher. I try to help you get through the day. Try to make you laugh. Try to make you think a little sometimes. That's a stretch, I know. But, I, you know, I try to make that happen, and I really do It's it, not want to cover all this political stuff. You can get that everywhere. You really can. I mean, you go behind, you go to Blaze TV, our free podcast at, at the Podcast Network. You, get, you subscribe to Blaze TV. There's plenty of shows. Well, I don't know. There's a guy that runs the joint, Glenn Beck, covers a lot of it. Another guy that kind of runs the joint, although he says he doesn't, Mark Levin. He covers it pretty, you know, pretty at length. Um, John Miller uh, is actually at the White House. Uh, there's three off the top of my head. Just just to name, oh, maybe, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. Soup boy. What is it, clam chowder? <laughs> does does uh, does Soup Boy? I mean, he he covers politics pretty good too, doesn't he? He does. He does. He does. So we got to give Soup Boy his credit too. I apologize for not giving. What's his name? Chowder. Crowder. Oh yeah, Steve that's right, Crowder. Stephen Crowder. Stephen Crowder. I just slipped my tongue. Okay, so for all of you that think that uh, it's so cool that you've got your little runner's watch and your little health ID watch and your little Fitbit and uh, your little uh, what what are the what is it called uh, the uh, the Garmin Forerunner? It's the Garmin Forerunner. It's got the GPS and everything on it. Uh, you like wearing those? Yeah. Well, there seems to be an issue because uh, this man Mark. Iceman Fellows, a number 39, a mob hitman, had his uh, Garmin in a picture he was wearing. And police, you know, they thought he was guilty of killing one guy. And then another guy got murdered. And they're looking through, you know, they couldn't prove it. But they're looking through photos of Mark Iceman Fellows. And he's got a picture of the Garmin uh, watch on in the picture. So when they performed their search, they looked for the watch, all the GPS information, everything about where the murders took place as in the watch. Ah, guilty. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me how cool that Fitbit is now. Oh, oh, you're not doing anything wrong. So there's no way they could get you for anything. Okay. You think so? It's fine with me. Don't worry about it. We do have breaking news today, though. 
uh, as we uh, as we record uh, chewing the fat today. Attorney uh, Frank D'Amico uh, has says he's filed a civil suit in New Orleans on behalf of Saints season ticket holders. That's the New Orleans Saints football team season ticket holders to make the right call and bring both teams back to replay the end of the game this past weekend. (laughs) Good luck. Well, there is a rule, and I read the rule um, Sunday night or Monday morning, where the commissioner actually has the power to do that. Um, It will never happen. The world would fall apart. The NFL would be done and doomed if that could happen. I mean, if if he actually tried to do that but it could theoretically happen i mean he could have re- theoretically said whoa 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 whoa, no and i forget the wording of the rule but he could make it happen uh but because they were you know all the people were freaking out and they were pulling out you know the rules out of the nfl rule book from you know 1910 y- yeah all the leatherheads were pulling out rules that are never going to happen well, good luck uh, making that happen now you know it, it's a it's a it's a genuine gesture to feel good this guy this attorney will work forever in new orleans and make a fortune people will be on his side but it's never going to happen i'm sorry uh, as much as you want it to happen when you to, theoretically you know we talked a little bit about it yesterday it's a bad call a bad non-call uh could the game have the turnout the outcome been the same absolutely could have the outcome could have been the same even if that call existed Probably wouldn't have been, but it could have been. So, move on. I mean, I'm sorry. It sucks. Games all the time. You shouldn't, as a team, and every coach will tell you this, no matter how mad they are, even Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints, while he's still pissed about the non-call, will tell you uh, you shouldn't be in a place where one call affects the outcome of a game. You should already be in place to win that game prior to that call so good luck good luck and speaking of football uh gladys knight you know the uh, high profile uh, african-american entertainer uh don't shake your head you don't know who gladys knight is are you kidding me chris cruz what is she saying gladys knight and the pips the pimps the pips gladys knight and the pips the pimps were her backup dancers and singers. A lot of people pretended they were, you know, that was, did you ever perform? I was a pip. In fact, one of the greatest, uh, one of the all-time uh, Johnny Carson shows from The Tonight Show, you do remember, you recall Johnny Carson in The Tonight Show, right? Uh, the pips just did their part without Gladys Knight on the show, so it was just the pips, and they did all their moves, and their ooh, oh. They do their backup singing and just their singing and their dancing, which was actually pretty funny. But Gladys Knight, she's 74. She's going to be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl uh, in the next couple of weeks. And she's a seven-time Grammy Award winner. She wants to restore the voice of the anthem in an attempt to unite America. Amen. She states, it is unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate when the distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should each stand alone. I'm here today and on Sunday, February 3rd, to give the anthem back its voice, 
to stand for that historic choice of words the way it unites us when we hear it and to free it from the same prejudices and struggles I have fought long and hard for all my life. She noted that uh, Kaepernick is protesting two things, police violence and injustice. Nevertheless, she contends his protest adopted by other athletes, some of whom are still kneeling during the anthem, is misguided. No matter who chooses to deflect with this narrative and continue to mix these two in the same message, it's not so and cannot be made so by anyone speaking it. I pray that this national anthem will bring us all together in a way never before witnessed and we can move forward and untangle these truths which mean so much to us all. Amen. Gladys Knight. Now, you know, I mean, the halftime acts have taken a beating. Uh, Maroon 5, rappers Travis Scott and Big Boy are going to be performing at halftime. And there were a lot of groups that uh, they made a big deal about turning down playing the halftime uh, for the NFL. Well, I want you to pay attention to some of the uh, two-week parties that are going on in Atlanta. Uh, put on by big corporate sponsors all over Atlanta for the you know the party the Super Bowl party week, which is why they extended uh, the instead of a week the NFL wanted two weeks between the championship and the Super Bowl so that they could get that extra week of travel time and bring people in so they're all there for the big party week building up to the Super Bowl yeah those acts are going to be performing there so they really they're really hardcore against the NFL and that kneeling thing but they're still taking money for the parties they're not going to do the Super Bowl but they're doing all these parties surrounding the Super Bowl so a lot of the acts were already booked for these other big parties but uh you know they they made a big deal about it now um another line now Nessa you know Nessa she's the girlfriend of uh, Colin Kaepernick uh she's pissed and of course she's pissed she's a, you know she's a she's an activist that's what she helped shove Colin over the edge, right? But Knight, an Atlanta native and longtime civil rights advocate, Atlanta, I'm coming home. I've been in the forefront of this battle longer than most of these voicing their opinions to win the right to sing our country's anthem on the stage as large as the Super Bowl. Have a nice day. That's me, not her. She didn't say have a nice day, although I would have. Now, the critics, of course, are, Gladys Knight is now against Colin Kaepernick. Um, no, she didn't say that at all, did she? She didn't say she was, she said that he shouldn't be using the national anthem and his fight together. That's all. Wasn't against, she wasn't saying she was against what Colin Kaepernick was fighting for. She was saying he, she was against him using the national anthem to use it for his fight. But. Good luck making that happen. You have about as much luck of making that happen, and I'm glad this is going to do a tremendous job, and it's going to be awesome, and I hope that it works. But it probably is going to work about as well as the attorney in New Orleans trying to get the game to be have a do-over. Because <laughs> it ain't going to happen. A newly discovered species of ancient shark has been named after a 1980s arcade game. 
The shark swam in the rivers of what is now South Dakota, U.S. about 67 million years ago, living alongside the iconic dinosaur species such as T-Rex. It's been named Galagadon after the 1981 Japanese-U.S. game Galaga. It's named that because of its tiny teeth looking like the game. The tiny teeth, each measuring less than a millimeter across, were discovered in sediment left when paleontologists at the Field Museum in Chicago uncovered the bones of the T-Rex specimen. So it was just in the mud. Oh, we got a T-Rex. Nobody cares about the, the shark. This freaking song, man. Kills me. It was related to modern carpet sharks such as the Wabagong. It has been named... Wait. Why did we... Why did we stop the music? When Galagadon or Queesty. Yeah, but... Why can't we do... What kind of piece of dump production is this place? No, we're, I don't even want to hear it anymore. We're done. Baby freaking shark is done. You know, the first time I heard that freaking baby shark song was at some scout thing that my son was at. And they were all up on the stage doing the baby shark song and, you know, clapping baby shark, eating the little baby shark, mama shark, baby shark, the whole damn shark family. And they had a little video of it. It was so cute. And then it's never ending. And then they have this new version of the baby shark thing. Again, never ending. So I thought I'd, you know, work it in with the fossil shark. Apparently. Well, you heard the, you heard what happened. You heard what happened. So, today, the 91st Academy Award nominations were nominated. Now they had their nominations for the Academy Awards. That... That really doesn't sound like the Academy Award music. I mean, all right, no, stop that, stop that. That doesn't even sound worthy of the people walking on the red carpet. I mean, that might be the offshoot of the people on the red carpet. Coming to you live, play it again, I'm starting again. Coming to you live from the 91st Academy Awards. Yes, here in Hollywood, as the actors arrive on the red carpet. On this cable station that nobody watches, but we're broadcasting live. Is that Blake Lively? Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Wait, is that? Hold on. Wait, start again. Hold on. <laughs> is that Christian Bale? Bradley Cooper? 
William Defoe, Robbie Malik, Viggo Mortensen coming down the red carpet as we speak here on. I'm even holding my hand up like I've got a microphone on the red carpet. For whatever reason, I don't know. Coming to you live. Oh, look from the red carpet. Oh my gosh, is that Lady Gaga? Is that Glenn Close in a wheelchair? I mean, is that Glenn Close? Wait, we didn't go. We'll be back for the 91st Academy Awards Red Carpet Walk. We'll see if we can get someone to talk to us. Hello, Regina King. Is that you? Wakanda. Hey, is that you? No. Oh. We'll see if we can find the MC of this dump. Oh, wait, they don't have one. You know, I want to say, all right, stop this stupid god-awful thing. The, um, tell me you wouldn't watch that. Tell me you wouldn't watch it. I should do it live like that because it would be fantastic. But, uh, coming to you live from the 91st Academy Awards presentation in Hollywood, California. Yes, today we're going to be looking for someone to MC this thing. Is that is that Amy Adams coming down the red carpet? Amy, Amy. Oh, here comes Emma Stone. She's nominated for actress in a supporting role. Emma, Emma. Well, we'll be back in a moment to see if someone will talk to us. Still holding my hand up like I've got a microphone in it on the red carpet for whatever reason I don't understand. Back with more in a moment. That'd be fun, actually. And I'd actually maybe even have a microphone in my hand, although it'd be fun just standing there with without a microphone, <laughs> pretending like I'm talking into a microphone would be actually kind of funny. I was going to start breaking down the whole, I kind of gave you <laughs> who was in front. <laughs> Is that the entire cast? Back with more of the 91st Academy Awards in Hollywood, California. Is that the entire cast of Black Panther? Hello, hey, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. Why is it he doesn't even look at me? Is that, is that Rami Malik? Hey, queen forever. Rami, Rami. No one will talk to us. I don't know why. Maybe next year I'll have an actual microphone and they'll stop and talk to me here on the red carpet. On the 91st, although next year it'll be the 92nd Academy Awards. Glad to be with you, live. Why am I holding my hand up like I have a mic? Seriously, I should. I don't know why I'm dying. I want to do it, though. I want to broadcast for the Academy Awards like that. That would be fantastic. I also want to say to the Academy, waiting, call me. And look. Uh, you don't even, you could just, you know what? If you don't want to DM me on Twitter at Jeffy MRA, you, you don't want to message me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. You don't want to message me on Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Email me, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. Just email me direct. Now, I will say this. Now, if you think to yourself, well, you know, Jeff, you really, you're kind of fat. And we don't want you, we don't want you. Yeah, kind of. I'm still athletically overweight. 
we don't really, you know, you're not going to look that great up on stage. And people, you know, okay, so I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. I'll just be the guy. You don't even need to be on, up on stage. It'll make it go faster. The audience will stick around longer for you. So you don't have, coming to you live, coming to you live at the 10th hour of the 91st Academy Awards. No one is starting to leave yet, but when they do, we'll try to grab them and see how they felt about the presentation. More in a minute. Uh, you know, they'll cut it down. You make it like a two and a half, two hour, you know, two and a two hour program. People will watch. Have you ever done that where you just did like sit on the red carpet for any award ceremony, like the podcast awards or anything like that? Coming to you live from the ninety first. No, what are you talking about? Why would I? Be? I did it one Wait, for for an announcement. You mean? Yeah, As I did it once to, re- to interview people and stuff. It was fantastic. Did you do that for Puerto Rican Daily? No, or? it was for the NAB show <laughs> in Vegas. And they're doing like a podcast award and it was like a streaming, something like that. I got to meet some high celebrities, like from um not Desperate Housewife, one of the Housewives thingies. They were that big of a star. You, yeah. You remember the, well, they show too. they show won a bunch of things, but it was really interesting. Like what you just did right now was like almost exactly the same. People were yelling, and then, like, I was in my one little spot with, like, my little, you know, for the people I worked for at that time, and I was like, do they, do I just stand here? And like, yeah, don't move. Don't move. And they had there. escorts. I was like, wow. It was pretty cool. Well, that's a wrap from the 91st Academy Awards. Congratulations to all the winners, well-deserved. And for you that were losers, you know it was just an honor to be nominated. Man, it was a joy to be with you tonight at the 91st Academy Awards here on the red carpet. I want to thank everyone who stopped by to say hello, even though they didn't. Good night from the Academy Awards. Works for me. Oh, yes. And now back to our regular programming. An interview with Burt Ward. So joining us on Chewing the Fat today is a man that, uh, you know, was part of a a television series 53 years ago. And so many people we hear of uh, in today's world that uh, don't want to get locked into a character. Uh, Burt Ward uh, has been locked into a character for just that long. uh, Joining us on Chewing the Fat. Burt, thank you for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm fine, citizen. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Wow, I even got even got music for you today too. Nice. Now, before I know, I know you know the world wants to talk to you about uh, how Batman is and uh, you know life, uh, how life has been. But uh, really, uh, you're joining us to talk about uh, National Train Your Dog Month, which is January, and uh, coming up uh, here in a little while is. Uh, uh, Take your dog for a walk day. Isn't that every day, really, if you own a dog? <laughs> well, uh, I'm actually here to talk about the fact that for the last uh, 25 years, my wife and I have rescued more than 15,500 dogs. We operate Gentle Giants Rescue and Adoptions, the world's largest giant breed dog rescue. Amazing. And in the course of saving 15,500 dogs, uh, we have developed Uh, a feeding and care program and a very special dog food that we have dogs living up to 27 years, incredibly healthy with a wonderful quality of life. And there's a lot of people that out there that love their dogs. 
No we kidding. Love to have an extra five or ten years. Yeah, that, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. Now, when you you and your wife been doing this now, you said for twenty five years. When you first twenty five years ago, did you think it would be what it is today? Absolutely not. Here's what happened. We moved to where we're living now, about an hour east of Los Angeles with our young daughter. We thought we'd get her a dog, and we wanted to get a Great Dane. What we found out was that there weren't very many Great Danes because there was no rescue, and people that gave up Great Danes were turning them into animal shelters where they were being put to death. Wow. And Great Danes are very gentle animals. That's why they call them gentle giants. And I said to my wife, Tracy, the first week of August of 1994, hey, we can't let these dogs die. They're so sweet and loving. How about just for a couple of weeks till we find somebody else to take this over? Let's just rescue these Great Danes and they don't have to die. There you go. For the month of August. That was a mistake, though, Bert. Wait a minute. That was a mistake. August, we, we had 100. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and it's been 25 years. I'm still waiting for that person to come by two weeks later and take over this rescue. You know, I, and I'm a patient guy. Okay, I'm patient. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah, you so have to be. Here's the thing. You know, when we 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 started taking Great Dane, and then people would come to and to drop off their Great Dane. They say, "Well, you know, I've got this mastiff here, and I guess since you just take Great Danes, I'll have to take him to the shelter and have him put to sleep." And we say, oh, no, you, no, you, you can't do that. that. Yeah. So you first thing you know, we're taking masters. Then we're taking others. And and in each case, <laughs> my wife said, well, you know, it's related to a Great Dane. So now, after 25 years, I'm going to give you my wife's definition of a Great Dane. <laughs> if it has four legs and a tail, it must be a Great Dane. Got to be related to a Great Dane, right? Got to be. So yeah. how much, how much uh, since in the 25 years since you're still, you know, standing around on the front porch waiting for people to come and get these dogs from you. Um, how much property have you attained uh, next to your house that you moved with your daughter and your wife to uh, house these animals? Oh, no. They're all in our house. Oh, we have more God. than 50 in our house at all times. And um, we, we, we are expert trainers. And, um, uh, the, but the key thing here is that we've got them living so much longer. And for example, a Great Dane with a traditional lifespan of seven to nine years, using our Gentle Giants dog food, which by the way, we take no salary from, this is not about money, We not, nothing we do regarding dogs do we get paid for. But uh, our Gentle Giants That's dog amazing. food that we created, we have Danes living up to 20, 22 years on this wow. food. Now that is triple their lifespan. Other breeds, uh, we have uh, English Mastiffs, uh, 16, 17 years. Irish Wolfhound, 16, 17 years. Those are traditionally anywhere five to seven yeah. or six to eight years. How are there? How are, how are there? And then our other breeds up to 27. I mean, that that's absolutely amazing. How are there? Uh, is is there quality of life? Now, obviously, quality of life diminishes no matter what you do. I get that, but you know, is there quality of life? No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. We no. have them in their twenties, running around like puppies, jumping in the air. But the way we do it is a combination of three things: how you feed your dog, how you care for your dog, and what you feed your dog. Kind of like opening up a. Uh, one of these, uh, you know, locks where you have to turn it to the left and then turn it to the right and turn it to the left. In other words, you have to get all three right to get the best benefit of it. Right. But our dogs are living incredible. The quality of life is far superior. And the reason for that is it's, it's all based on science. It's not hocus pocus. 
when, for example, with our food, I'll just give you one quick example. And there's 20 different things I could say, but I don't know. Do you have a dog, by the way? Uh, not right now. Okay. Not right now. I do you not. I'm waiting for someone to drop one off at my house, Bert. You know anybody that could do that? Oh, well, don't you worry. We'll be there tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. No, but but, but seriously, uh, here, here's the thing. For, for your listeners out there, I invite them to whatever food they're feeding their dog. When, when they get a chance, go over and feel that food in their fingers. Pick it up, feel it in their fingers, put it down, rub their fingers together, and they're going to feel a slightly greasy feeling. If they're not sure about that, then... They can go rub the inside of their dog's bowl after the dog eats or inside of the bag or the container that they put the food below the level of right. food. Okay. They're going to feel a greasy feeling. That greasy feeling is animal fat that was sprayed onto the food after the food was made. Wow. Why was it done? That It was done to make the dogs eat the food and more, sin- more sinisterly to because of making them hungry to want to eat and eat and eat. That's why some people tell you, oh, I have to limit how much my dog eats because he eats himself right. sick. Right. Those so, bastards, big pet food. Have, uh, uh, right. So <laughs> we don't do that. We don't have a greasy coating on the outside. And But let me tell you how seriously bad it is. You wouldn't take bacon grease and pour it down your, your garbage disposal at home So with you, because it would ruin it. It would harden and it would yeah. ruin the metal garbage disposal. So I explain to people... When you understand that animal fat will ruin a metal garbage disposal, what do you think is happening to the arteries and intestines of the dog you yeah, love? No every kidding. single okay. every bite you take, they take is encapsulated animal fat. There's the difference of five to seven years right there in an animal's life. That's absolutely all amazing. All of the things we do, it works. This is all real. This is all science. And we have a website, gentlegiantsdogfood.com, that we like people to come to read about what we do. You know, what took us 25 years of our life to learn, your average uh, listener can learn in less than 25 minutes what it took us 25 years. Right. Well, I, I'm, I, I am, I, as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm like, the, I don't have a dog in my house, but we do watch my son's dog. And, you know, we love that dog as much as any, any animal you could possibly love. And all I want to do is feed it Gentle Giants dog food now. And that's a fact. Well, it, it is. And the thing is, because we don't take any money from this, our dog food actually retails for less than half the price of what you would pay for an all-natural food in a pet store. So let me so ask you something, Bert. Is, is, is the half pro- the price, twice the life. Is the problem is you can't find it anywhere? I mean, how do people find the dog food? Oh, no, it's, that, it's, it's this little <laughs> chain called Walmart you might have heard of. You know, the little chain across it. And it's on walmart.com. It's, it's actually in many, it's in thousands of stores all across America. And, and, and we put it in supermarkets and we put it in Walmart for the reason that we want it to be brought to the consumer as inexpensively as possible. When we don't take anything from it, we went to Walmart and said, look, we'll give you this food at our cost, please. There's so many people that love their dogs. Can you make this as inexpensive as possible? And boy, did they ever do that. Wow. And, and, and because of that, you know, now people who normally could never afford to have a, a really super high-end food can have this food, which because of the fact it doesn't have the fat and on the outside or the grease, and it doesn't have the fat added on the inside, which we haven't even discussed, or the added protein. There's all different kinds of things with technical things. But the bottom yeah, line now you're is, getting into science, Bert. It is, and it's all science. But that's why we do this because we love animals. And you know, can I tell you, I was so lucky on Batman, so much success. You know, to be able to go out and have people all over the world, you know, love your show, 
and, and, you know, which we had so much fun doing. And then to be able to turn around and not only save animals' lives, but go to people who love their dog. And I got to tell you, I'll bet you some of your listeners are people who are elderly. Maybe their kids have moved out and grown up. And now all they've got is that dog. And they don't want to lose that dog. That dog helps keep them young. So let's keep the dog living another 8 to 10 years longer, and you'll keep those people living longer, too. So in in, uh, in your years of uh, having a house full of, uh, well, humans and dogs, uh, they according to the according to my notes here it says uh, there are three commands that every dog owner should know, and the only three I can think of are what kill, attack, sick them. Well, no, we, we had a little static. <laughs> could you could you repeat the question? Oh, I had yeah. a little static. Nope, on the line. No problem. I was just wondering about uh, in the notes it talks about uh, you have three commands that every dog owner should know, and I was trying to think that the only three I could think of were kill, attack, sick them, and I'm sure those no, aren't oh, right. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, actually, what what I what what, what it, it was a little bit uh, misstated. What, what it is, we here's what we believe in. For people that want to have a great relationship with their dog, they first have to have communication. If you can't communicate to your dog what you're trying to accomplish, okay, they can't comply with that communication. Dogs want to please their owners. They're they're loving and they, uh, they live for their owners. But if you can't communicate with them, so we teach people how to communicate, okay, and we do that. Not only on our website, GentleGiantsDogFood.com, but through our Facebook page, Gentle Giants Dog Food and Products, and our email address and our phone number. I mean, we're helping people, about 1,100 people a week come to us. And once you establish a way of communicating with your dog, you, let me tell you, your dog's going to want to do anything they can to please you because they love you. Well, plus, if you're feeding it uh, Gentle Giants Dog Food, um, they're going to feel better and be more ready to please you. Yes, and a lot healthier. And you know something I, we've noticed? Our dogs are so healthy that we only take them to a veterinarian every three years for a $10 rabies update. And that's because the animals are so healthy and they stay healthy. And, you know, nutrition is really key. I mean, it's, it's, you, if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. I mean, to be, honest, to be, with you, I, to be honest with you, I'm thinking about eating it. Well, you know something? You're going to do very well with it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll tell you what is interesting. You know, it isn't some other food. It's, you know, with the chicken, our chicken feast is Tyson chicken, the same chicken you buy in the grocery store. In other words, we're not using some lesser quality of product. We're using the same quality product that people would eat, you know? And, 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 And because of that, you know, the dog is getting every bit of the nutrition that it needs. I mean, people love their animals. Yeah. My gosh, you know, I, I know some people that, that they would almost feed their dog before feeding themselves. Oh, I believe. And absolutely. That, that's absolutely true. And, and it, you know, it, it isn't scary. It's just that's the way it is, right? I mean, they're one of your children, and, and you, you feel that way. And, and look, it, it happened to you, right? I mean, you brought them into your home thinking that they were going to be there for a couple weeks, and then someone would come by miraculously and take them off your hands, and you're still waiting for that. But you realized, yeah, yeah. You, you realized that if you left them where they were, they were just going to get euthanized. And you, people, I mean, you don't want that. Oh, we can't have that. And, and you know, the thing is, is that it, it emotionally affects us. You know, it's funny. When I was growing up, I could watch television shows like, you know, Mutual of Omaha and 
Wild Kingdom yeah. and all these shows, you know, because of dealing with animals and because of what we see and the way we take them in sometimes, I can't watch those shows. I'm way too sensitive about animals and their health. And, 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 and you, you know, it's funny. People think, oh, well, you probably become numb to these things. No, it's just the opposite. The more you see, the more sensitive you come right. and the more you care. You know, and it's it's become our life's work, you know. And and so for us, we have a great time. Our house is full of dogs. That's true. But let me tell you, it's not bad having 50 dogs in your house. I'll tell you one thing. I've never had a dog ask me to buy him a car. <laughs> not one? Not one. Not one. Now, my two children, on the other hand, yeah, that's no. a whole different issue. <laughs> so, uh you and your wife uh, have plans to uh, just continue this on now? Or are you expanding even more? What are what's the future for uh, for Gentle Giants dog food? Well, well, for our food is to be worldwide because we we, we want to. But the thing that's happened to us with our rescue is kind of unique because these dogs are living so long. Our rescue has now or is becoming a sanctuary. In other All words, right. whereas we could adopt dogs before. How do you adopt a 16-year-old Great Dane when you, if you, you told a veterinarian you had a 16-year-old Great Dane? They wouldn't even believe it could last that long. Right. In other words, our dogs are living so long, we can't adopt them. So they will. Every dog will live its life out here. And, you know, we, we can only take so many. We have a limit of what we're allowed to take. But, but it is an interesting situation. We never thought we would get them where everyone is living so long that, you know, it's hard to get them a home. When you uh, when you when they do uh, move on with their life, um, do you have a, a special a special ceremony or anything extra special that you do for them? I mean, I would think that you'd almost have to, right? And I know I'm getting well, I'm getting I'm talking about the end. Very, and we probably shouldn't be talking about it, but yeah. Well, let me just tell you something interesting. A lot of dogs die and they can't they can't get up and they're put to sleep. They're or suffering with illness or pain or yeah. injury. You know, it, 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 it's not a lot of fun to talk about, but I will tell you this. When we lose a dog, none of that is happening. They basically go to sleep and they just don't wake up. Wow. And I guess if you have to go, that's probably the best way to go. Yeah, no kidding. Now, these dogs are in their 20s, okay? And they've already lived an amazing life, much longer than they normally would have lived, lived with a much better quality of life. Quality of life is everything, you know? And, and, and you see... The way our food works is we don't fill a dog's body with fat. And therefore, through the intestines and through the arteries, the nutrients flow to the body, which allows the dog to feel so much better and makes the dog healthier. Right. And so when you have dogs that are feeling so much better and so much healthier, it, that quality of life is just so obvious and so noticeable. And that's, that's what every dog we have here. And look, at that, and, here. And that, that can't, can't but help rub off on you as well. I mean, when, they, when they're happy and, and you know excited, I, it's you. I can't tell you how many people have come to us and said that their lives have been so enriched by the, you know, uh, that, that by the dog living so much longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it happened with my own grandmother, God rest her soul. Um, you know, she got one of our dogs, and, and the dog outlasted her. I wow. mean, it just... You know, it's, 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 you know, we, and we have people all the time that say, what can I do? I would do anything to keep this dog with me. And, or the other thing I hear all the time is why didn't I find out about this two years ago right. when I lost this dog or, you know, you know what I mean? People are very 
sensitive. I mean, people, when they love their animals, that love doesn't go away. Oh, you know, I, but, it's, uh, And they're not forgotten. They, yeah. they keep it in their memory. So we just are out there and this is all we want. We, we don't want anything else. You know, it's funny uh, in life, as I grew up, you know, I'd like to have material things. And, but I get to a certain point in life where I don't need material things. Okay. I mean, I've got, I've got my wife who is my love of my life. I've got a beautiful home. I've got loving animals that adore me and treat me good. You've got rerun money coming in. I mean, what more do you need? No, no rerun <laughs> money. No, no. No, you know that our reruns ended in 1971 because, uh, this is true, Screen Actors Guild up until 1971 only got, you got reruns for the 10th, up to the 10th rerun. So when our show ended in 1968, by 1971, I've never seen a rerun check after that. That's damn near on American, Bert. We've got to fight that. Yeah, well, you know, I guess that's the way life is, you know. But, but the thing is, is that's perfectly fine. I've been very fortunate. I've done other things. I've signed thousands. I think yeah. actually I've done 7,500 personal appearances and signed eight and a half million autographs. I believe that. You know, and, and, and you know, and I, I can't tell how many people that has a, their lives have been enriched. They come up, they get an autograph. And some of these adults, they bring lunch boxes that they had from 50 right. years ago. I know. <laughs> you know, the condition of that poor lunch box, I don't know what happened to it. But, <laughs> but you know, it's these things, they come up, they're treasures. They've guarded with their life to get an autograph for this, you know? Oh, I can remember. And, and half of them are coming up. And, and and they bring their dogs to these yeah. to these uh, uh, appearances, and and they let them in these these memorabilia shows. They let them in with their pets, and then they you know they sit there and and talk for twenty minutes. If you know, if, yeah, if you if let them, absolutely. I mean, every look, everyone has their their own memory and their own history and what you meant to them uh, during exactly. during the airing of the show and the wanting to come and see you. And part of seeing you again with their lunch boxes is remembering that, and uh, that's that's got to be special. Oh yeah. Oh, one, one other thing that's kind of funny. I'll get a, a like a mom and dad and the two kids. Well, the mom and dad grew up watching Batman when they were kids. So here they come up with their kids. And when they get in front of me, what happens for a very brief time, they become childlike yeah. again. Now, their children have never seen them like this. So the father will say to his son, oh, Johnny, you know, I wanted to be Robin and my brother was Batman. And, and, and he says, gee, dad, what are you talking like this? <laughs> And then the mother says something like, oh, I was in love with Robin. And they go, Mom! You know, I mean, and just for that brief moment, and it, that is such a treasure to Absolutely. people go back to their childhood. I mean, how great could that be? Yeah. Yeah, that's, real, that's really great. And it's got to be a lot of fun. And uh, only 8 million autographs, though. I mean, really, that's what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I've got a lot of hand cramps, though. <laughs> Bert Ward, thank you so much for your time. I know you got to go, and I, I've I've kept you long enough. Right. It was a pleasure talking to you. I know that it's uh, National well, Training Dog so Month, and uh, you know I know you're. Uh, trust me when I tell you that uh, uh, GentleGiantsDogFood.com will get a visit from myself and my family uh, very soon. Uh, you you've convinced All me. Right. You sold me, Bert. You sold me. Well, listen, can I tell you something? All I want is if I can give your, your dog another five or ten years, I will have done my job. As we said on Batman, it, Batman would say, come on, Robin, let's go. Our job is done. Thanks, Bert. I appreciate it very much. All right, buddy. Take care. A pleasure. Thank you for the wonderful interview. Absolutely. Thanks, Bert. See you. Peace. All right. Bye-bye.